Hi, my name is Dan Ariely, and welcome to Arming the Donkeys, a weekly podcast about science. Every week, I will talk to one researcher about one project who will have a chat about what they found and what it means for our lives. Dan's guest this week is Louisa Egan, visiting assistant professor of management and organizations at the Kellogg School of Management. So, um, you have a drink here. What is it? I have a vodka cranberry. Vodka cranberry. Okay. Um, so, uh, what's better to talk about than rationalizing behavior given the amount of alcohol you have here in front of you? So, what can you tell me about rationalizing behavior? I can tell you that monkeys do it too. Monkeys, but first of all, let's talk about human beings. How do human beings rationalize things? So I was I d- was just at the bar, and I could have either... I was thinking about getting either a glass of Shiraz or a vodka cranberry. And I thought about the pros and cons of each, and I ended up choosing the vodka cranberry tonight. And was this a rational decision? I would say so. <laughs> okay, so how do people rationalize things? You go through a process, and you pick something up, and then what happens? And then what seems to happen is that we say that the thing that we've chosen is a great choice. I mean, I'm very happy with my vodka cranberry here. So are you happy with it now after you chose it more than you were happy with it before you chose it? I think I probably am because before I was thinking, you know, the vodka cranberry, it's really good, but it's a little bit more expensive. So I was thinking about the pros and cons. And right now I'm just thinking about how good it tastes. Okay, so that's basically rationalizing. Once, yeah. we, once we pick something, we end up liking it much more just because we picked it. Yep. And you want to tell me that monkeys do the same thing? Monkeys do do the same thing, but actually I'm looking with the monkeys at the other side of the equation. So I'm not looking at how I feel about the vodka cranberry. I'm looking at how I feel about the red wine, the thing that I haven't chosen. So so these are very happy monkeys if they get so much alcohol. (laughs) Well, for the monkeys, we don't actually use alcohol. But monkeys, I mean... I like alcohol, but I also like chocolate. And so with the monkeys, we use different kinds of M&Ms. So we, get, we test to see how much they like different colors, and some monkeys like different colors better than others. But what we can generally do is find three things that they like about equally. So, so give me the setup. So you have a monkey, and you give them what? I give them first a choice between two things that they like approximately equally. Or, and I can, I can even hide these things. So I, say, so I show the monkey that I have these three things, and then I hide two, un, hide two of them. And then I let the monkey try to find one. And after they, they find one, they then choose between the one that they didn't choose before, the one they rejected before, and the third one. Wait, wait. I'm, I'm, I'm confused. How can the monkeys get this? <laughs> so the monkeys see a few things. Yep. They get to pick one, mm-hmm. and then they get to replace it with something else? They get to choose then between the one they didn't pick, so the rejected option, so like, like my red wine tonight. So they pick between the one they didn't choose and something else that they probably like about equally. So let's say that you're a monkey and that you like, let's say, red and purple and green, let's say Skittles equally. And you see two Skittles disappear into a, a bag and then you... Um, you reach in and you grab the red one. What we're interested then in is how you feel about the green one versus the purple one. If, if the red and green one were in the bag and you choose the red one, you'll feel like you've rejected the green one. Okay, so I pick between the red and the green, and then the question is, how do I pick between the one I picked and the one that was not actually part of the choice, the purple? Yep, so then we pull out the green one and we show you the purple one, and then to see if you devalue things that you've <coughs> rejected, we see. We give you a choice. We we show you both the green and the purple, and we say, "Okay, monkey, would you like the green skittle or the purple one?" 
but but I already took the red one, so I have well, the red. You, you already took the red one, and I ate it. Of course, of course, you're oh. you eat things immediately. <laughs> okay, so first of all, I'm happy, and then I get to choose between two: one that yes. was always in the set but I didn't reject, and one that I rejected by choosing the red. Yes, and so our hypothesis is that if monkeys are like people, they will choose now. They will devalue the green one because they rejected it before. So just because they randomly selected something, yes, and they randomly rejected something, the one they reject, they will think of worse off. Exactly. That's precisely what I'm yeah. saying. Wow, that's amazing. And this really happens with monkeys? So yes, then we give them a choice between the green and the purple one. And what we're interested in is whether they choose the purple one more often than the, so the purple, which is the kind of the novel one here, over the green one, which is the one they think that they've rejected from before. And, and that's what they do? And we see that re they reliably will choose the, that third option over the one that they think that they've rejected previously. Wow, so, so what implications does this have for life? In social psychology, we're actually really curious as to why people do Social this. psychology is not about life. What implications does it have for life? So if you think about political processes and how we rationalize decisions, so we, the, the way that when we watch debates between presidential candidates, we, and you can think actually, if you, if you think back to the specific election, when the Democrats had both Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama in play, and you can think that maybe the long primary season would have been bad for Democrats because once you've chosen, say, Hillary or Barack, if you derogate the one that you haven't chosen, so if you've chosen, say, Hillary in the primary, you may be less likely, after all, later on to vote for Barack. I see. So there's, there's a process like this. Now, um, would the same thing work in dating? So you get rejected by somebody, all of a sudden you really lose out in a big time because they really value you less after you've been rejected? That's probably the case, and it's unfortunate, but happily it also works the other way. So if, if, if you're trying to decide between two people and you reject somebody, you'll probably feel pretty secure in your decision later on. Okay, so the, so the positive side is that we just make sense of the fact that we chose something and start liking it better. You think compensates for the negative stuff? I'm actually still not sure if it if it really compensates for it, but it's still just an interesting fact of psychology that we're exploring, and it's really interesting to use monkeys. And we also do similar studies with kids to see whether where where these kinds of effects come from and what they can tell us about why we do these things as human adults. And just last question: Are kids like monkeys? The data between children, so specifically four-year-olds and monkeys, specifically capuchin monkeys are pretty much identical. <laughs> pretty much identical. That's a good message for every parent. Thank you very much. And now I think we can go back to your drink. Thank you so much. This has been Arming the Donkeys, a weekly podcast with Dan Ariely, professor of behavioral economics at Duke University. Learn more at predictablyirrational.com.